welcome to Injury Prevention Podcasts. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the BMJ journal Injury Prevention. And each month I chat with injury practitioners and researchers about topics of their interest. Today our conversation is with Dr. Rosemary Nabowisi and Dr. Elizabeth O'Neill. Rosemary is at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation Endowed Chair for Health Policy and is an Associate Professor in the Centre for Health Policy at the School of Graduate Studies and Research at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. Dr. O'Neill is a postdoctoral research fellow at the Iowa College of Engineering at Iowa University. Now we'll be covering a number of topics today, but as uh, expressed by one of our guests, injury is a broad field. And it's quite clear, listening to the histories of our two guests and the territories in which they're now researching, that not only uh, do we have a breadth of expertise and talent in injury prevention, but you have a responsibility to maintain this and grow the field and to support our early career researchers and our students enter the field in a way where their talents can best be used and the opportunities best provided. Societies for injury prevention and research are one way of providing this collaboration and support. And conferences, which most academics uh, know a fair bit about and uh, really enjoy attending, is another way of uh, ensuring that we get this cross-fertilization of intellect, but also a generation of enthusiasm. And all of these are ways that we support and provide an internal education to our members uh, of the profession and a link between the academic and the practice elements of the field. This conversation today is going to be all about that. Hello, Rosemary. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Rod. It's lovely to have this opportunity to chat with you uh, today. But first of all, I'd really like to uh, understand a little bit about who each of you are. So I might start off by asking for an introduction, if I could please, Rosemary. Tell me a little bit about your background and where you're currently working. So glad to have this opportunity to to talk to you both about SAVA. I am Rosemary Nabawesi. I am Ugandan. Um, I trained as a physician in Uganda and um, during my work in Uganda, taking care of HIV expectant mothers, it occurred to me that um, doing work in the area of public health would have a larger impact than taking care of individual patients at the clinical end stage of their disease. So after a little practice of clinical work, uh, I pursued uh, education in public health and trained in health policy and population and reproductive health. And my work is concentrated in reducing childhood injuries and I've done work in acute care trauma centers whereby I've looked at improving the quality of care that children receive in an acute trauma care setting. And following that work, I pursued work up in the upper stream area whereby trained African-American mothers to keep their infants safe during sleep. So my work has 
moved from acute care trauma centers to communities, uh, mostly of underserved populations, and helping them uh, address the higher rates of infant mortality in their communities following injuries. Rosemary, that's a really important story. Uh, could you tell me where you're currently working? So currently, I just started working at Mehari Medical College, which is located in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and previously, I was working in Little Rock, Arkansas, the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. And just before I move on, Rosemary, do you think in the way you understand the service you're providing and the work you're doing, you have moved very far. Clearly, you've moved across geographies. Clearly, you've moved across topic areas. But do you feel like you're doing something different now to before, or do you feel that this is a different way of doing the same sort of thing that you were doing originally? So absolutely. So, so my work, as I mentioned before, has transitioned from acute care trauma settings. It has gone into the community setting, and my content area is childhood injury. But I use implementation science research and community-based participatory research to address um, health disparities that occur in childhood injuries. And right now, in my role at Mehari Medical College, I am the endowed chair for the Center for Health Policy. So we're looking at avenues of undoing the uh, harmful policies that have caused the segregated communities and thus um, contributing to the disparate rates of injury in, in underserved minority populations. So right now, I'm working in the area of health policy. Thank you, Rosemary. And Elizabeth, can you start, start off a little bit along the same track? Who are you? Where are you working? And how did you get here? Sure. Uh, right. So um, my name is Elizabeth O'Neill. I'm currently a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Iowa. I began working in injury prevention um, during a post-baccalaureate stint at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, um, just as a research assistant, working on a project that was looking at using virtual environments to train children to cross roads safely. I thought the work was really interesting, and what I really you know, what really stuck with me there was that this was research that had an impact. It, was, it wasn't just basic research for research's sake, that there was real change to be made, and, and we were seeing an effect, and I just thought that was really neat. So I wanted to continue on with that work. Um, so I applied uh, to several different programs and wound up at the University of Iowa, continuing to do injury prevention work in virtual environments. Um, but began more um, looking at more basic elements, so looking at how children perceive and act on affordances and how that sort of underlying theoretical behavioral mechanism contributes to injury throughout childhood, specifically when crossing roads with traffic. But my primary line of research has focused on the role that parents play in teaching children how to um, interact with dangerous things, which is something that we have to do many times a day. Um, so how do parents teach children to navigate those situations when they're on their own? And that has really sort of crossed the lifespan. So looking at kids as young as six-year-olds when they're crossing streets, eight-year-olds while they're with parents, looking at various dangerous activities, 
and have more recently moved into the teen driving sphere. Um, I recently was awarded a K99ROO to do that work to develop a parent-focused intervention uh, to help teens identify potential hazards on the roadway. Elizabeth, could you explain to those of us who don't know the particular grant you're referring to there, the K... The K99ROO is a unique funding mechanism from NIH, and it's really intended to help a researcher in in a postdoctoral position transition into a tenure-track faculty position. So there are two phases to the award. There's the K99 phase, which is one to two years of mentored uh, research. So you're still at the postdoctoral level. I have two fabulous uh, mentors, one here at the University of Iowa, Jody Plummer, and another at the University of Ohio, Ginger Yang. Um, Corey Piqueza, who is now at UCSD, was also a co-mentor on the grant before transitioning to her administrative role there. Um, but that is followed by three years of ROO funding, which is equivalent to an RO1 from NIH. And um, But you receive that funding upon um, securing a tenure-track faculty position. And that explanation, Elizabeth, is a wonderful segue, I think, into the reason I invited us all to chat today, uh, finding one's way through a complicated research career requires not only an understanding of what one would like to do, but also the context in which makes that uh, possible for you. So. You're both on a committee which has just held a wonderfully successful conference. Rosemary, could you introduce us to the committee you're on, uh, what the committee achieved and and what the conference was, and uh, what SAVER is all about? And I'm using there another acronym, but I'm hoping you can explain it to us. Sure. So SAVER is the Society for Advancement of Violence and Injury Research, and it's an organization that leads the science of uh, preventing and treating injuries um, that happen across the lifespan. And both uh, Elizabeth and I are co-chairs on one of the committees of SAVER. This is the Science and Research Committee. And it's focused on uh, putting together the science that takes place at the annual conference for SAVER and also um, developing science that relates to injury and communicating this work with other uh, professional organizations. And uh, this year we had a hybrid conference. Um, I attended the virtual portion of the conference and Elizabeth, my my colleague, will talk about the in-person event. Uh, Well, I thought it was a fantastic conference. This year, our theme was Injury Prevention for the Ages, Advancing Violence and Injury Research Across the Lifespan. The in-person format, I think, is wonderful for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. I feel like it it provides you an opportunity to ask questions of the presenters, Mm -hmm. um, which is not something that we can do in our current hybrid um, online format. The other thing that is it is really near and dear to my heart is the opportunity for engaging in collaboration and generating ideas across universities, across topic areas. Um, There's really just no substitute for that, um, you know, when it comes to being virtual or in person. 
Um, I just find that it's much more organic when, when we're all together in one room. So tell me what you mean by organic and what the advantages are. For me personally, it just leads to greater engagement. I find myself um, much more invested in the presentations, wanting to ask more questions, wanting to dive a little bit deeper. Um, but also, I do think that it it presents something that lasts longer. So um, personally, I have been a part of SAVER, I believe, since 2013, when I first began graduate school. So I, I, I've seen... I've seen how useful SAVER can be to students and how engaging it can be for students and the feedback opportunities that are there, which we can certainly talk about more. Um, but it, it also presents this, this venue for um, just where ideas can percolate. You can talk with people that you might not otherwise talk to, get other ideas that then inform your perspective on your research and and make you consider new avenues. I mean, injury is a broad field. We're a small but mighty contingent. And I think that um, learning more about different areas. So my work is, is highly influenced by psychology and behavior. I care a lot about those underlying mechanisms and how we can learn about those to prevent injury and translate that into um, intervention. But something I rarely think about is policy which is something that is present at SAVER. And it, and it shifts my thinking a bit. And when I'm, when I'm translating my, my work into intervention, I start to think a bit more about that policy piece and how that work may fit in with that. And how can my work inform policy? Um, and I may not want to do that work myself, but it's so easy to find um, collaborators that, that are interested in your work and how it fits in their sphere, which is just really engaging and, and wonderful. I think that's one of the big boons of our society. Yeah, to, to add on to what Elizabeth said, um, organic in that you can really make connections, professional connections, which can become friendships. And I've had my research grow in areas such that I've developed collaborations across institutions. And they began by initial um, meetings at the SAVER conference. Rosemary and Elizabeth, you've both made a very compelling case for the existence of an organisation like SAVER and the vehicle the conference provides to create uh, a wonderful growth opportunity. You also referred to the advantages of this for students and how much the conference has been focused on developing student success and student growth. Rosemary, have you any thoughts or examples or illustrations of how the conference is so supportive or works to support the students coming through? Yes. Um, so we have a couple of op opportunities for students. So uh, we have several students su submit their work as abstracts and um, the accepted presentations uh, are part of an award uh, competition whereby we assess their presentations and choose the best student presentation and provide them with an award. In fact, this year um, we had a student participate as one of the keynote speakers and Elizabeth can speak further to that. 
Right. So um, we did have a student keynote speaker. She was fabulous. She spoke on the role that mentoring has played in her life and in her personal, um, personal and professional career growth, um, which was really fascinating to get that perspective. And I think it's so important important for all of us at all stages of the field to get that perspective. Um, many of us have been there. Some of us are in the mentoring role at various stages, so it's really great to see that. Um, in addition to the student presentation um, award, we also have a student paper award. So students are invited to submit a brief report paper, and the winner of that paper um, does get um, a, a prize. I believe it's a $250 prize and an award, as well as an opportunity to publish an injury prevention, which is um, really ex a really exciting opportunity for students. Um, this year, we have expanded what that award, um, what the feedback for that award looks like. So not only are all the students who submit uh, papers for the paper award given written feedback from the reviewers, just like you would if you were to submit a manuscript to a journal, but they also have an opportunity to attend um, one of, well, one or two feedback sessions. So there is a general feedback session that's planned where some senior members of um, SAVER, not just science committee members, will be providing general insights on publication processes and things like that, but they're also providing students, any of the students who have submitted those papers with one-on-one -on -one opportunities to meet with um, senior members of the field to receive, that, that reviewed the papers, to receive specific feedback on the papers that they submitted, which I think is just a really neat um, feature of the conference that we're, you know, every year we're looking to improve how we can um, scaffold our student and early career members into, you know, productive injury prevention researchers that are really making an impact on the field. Yeah. Another opportunity I was going to mention was the mentoring sessions. I think students are welcome to those where we have um, investigators and faculty members uh, sign up as mentors and we have students sign up as mentees and in those opportunities those one hour sessions we have students and mentees uh, move around a room with various faculty members and they have an opportunity to talk to them about their research and sometimes uh, organic connections have happened from those mentoring sessions that happen at conferences Elizabeth, is there anything else in the conference that really stands out for you that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I think um, if we could just for a moment talk a little bit about the topic areas that were covered. You know, I think um, any area in science, we see years where some topics are more prevalent than others, and we certainly see changes year to year in what's presented at SAVER. I think one thing that was really interesting this year, and we saw it with one of our keynote um, presenters that opened the conference, um, as well as with quite a lot of the science that was presented, was firearm safety and violence. And that was really present this year. And, and I think that has so much to do with changes in legislation here in the United States that has opened up some funding, federal funding, um, for this type of research. So we saw quite a bit of that. Um, and we're excited to see more of that. Um, and, and, and that was um, 
uh, something that I heard from many of members of our science committee as well as various other um, members of the conference. Um, I, I think, you know, there are some things that we have seen a lot of in the past that we didn't see this year. And I think that mostly had to do with we are still coming out of this COVID period. So that some people that may have otherwise attended weren't able to. Um, when it was time to submit abstracts, there was still some uncertainty about what the COVID situation would be like. So we are very much hoping that next year we see more representation from some of the areas that um, were missing and that we were sorry not to see. Um, some of those included bullying, um, research in children, um, and, and some other areas that we hope to see a little bit more of. So if there's anybody out there listening, we encourage you to submit abstracts from various areas in, in injury next year. It's a broad field, isn't it, injury? Ren, Rosemary, what were your takeaways from the conference, do you think? We opened up the conference this year to include um, various methodologies just outside of the typical scientific methods, the quantitative methods, we opened it up to include qualitative and mixed methods approaches. And our goal was to make it more inclusive and not just invite or expect the typical injury researchers. So this year, I think we are making headway to opening up SAVER to include a lot more researchers because it's not only um, say injury centers that do work in injury, but um, people who are working with community partners or who are working out in the field do do injury research. So we're looking forward to opening the tent wider to include a lot more participants. And basically, I think we are doing a good job of recognizing science wherever it's being done. And Elizabeth, remind me, next year's conference is going to be held. Yeah, so quick plug for SAVER 2023 in Denver, yes. Colorado. And hopefully at that stage, you'll have international attendees as well as from across the states. Yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations for holding such a successful conference and working so exhaustedly around the issues of injury, injury prevention, and in areas where people probably, as you say, don't even recognize themselves as being injury prevention practitioners. It's a, uh, a marvellous initiative and uh, something that the journal uh, has been watching for many years and uh, we're very pleased to see your success. Thank you Thank for you, providing Rob. this opportunity. We've been chatting today with Dr. Rosemary Nabawisi and Dr. Elizabeth O'Neill from Harry Medical College, Tennessee, and Iowa College of Engineering and Iowa University. For those of you wishing to learn more about some of the topics we've discussed today, I'd invite you to visit SAVER's website and the website of the journal at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Remember, you can download injury prevention podcasts from your favorite platform or app on the first Thursday of each month. We look forward to your reviews to provide the feedback on which we can continue to grow and develop this podcast series.